0: kind of forgot the music changed
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) hello and welcome to another episode of the golden hour podcast
0: brought to you by me connor mccaskill and lovely co-host mr ramsey please mr
1: ramsey Please, I'm going to confuse everybody because that's a sound bite of you saying, "Mr. Ramsey, please." And I'm trying to figure out why I have this saved as a soundboard object. Mr. Ramsey, please. Yeah, I
0: I don't know who Mr. Ramsey is. I don't know why I said this. I am convinced that it was AI generated. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Are you gonna Are you gonna introduce yourself or no?
1: (laughs) Yes, of course. Uh, My name is David Altizer, and I'm here once again uh, sorry we're a little late we've skipped about what two weeks now yeah Um, but it's for good reason we just got back from vegas baby barrel yeah um man uh nab 2023 came and went and uh boy we had a great time did we not oh yeah
0: yeah it was like a total sprint start to finish just tons of people tons of friends tons of parties it was a great time
1: yeah i mean How many years have you been coming now?
0: Since um, the first one I went to would have been 2018. Uh, That would have been the first one. The year that the, uh, which I think we talked about last time, but the year the Blackmagic Pocket 4K Mm -hmm. released. That would have been the first one. Crazy year. That was a good one.
1: And you know what's fun too is, um, you know, last year they did have it. Uh, The year before that, they, I believe, were still closed for COVID. So last, Mm -hmm. the first time they were back from COVID, and, uh, I believe, um, and it was pretty light attendance last year. Uh, yeah, it was still fun and we, we had a great time, but man, this year it felt just like the old times. Like everybody was there very packed. I think I heard from somebody that there was like 150,000 people that came. Oh gosh. There. So wow. NAB is not just the YouTube filmmaker crowd. It's not just filmmakers. It come from yeah far from it it's we we actually are a very small subset of the community as a whole of like what nab is mm-hmm. nab has been around forever it's um they actually just celebrated their 100th year anniversary which, which is,
0: is crazy crazy that means since the 1920s <laughs> they've been doing nab yeah um wow, what technology was out in the 1920s where they like introducing the model t ford tesla <laughs> come and get your popcorn yeah i don't know like what are they what are they releasing in 1923 for technology and broadcasting
1: coming to you for the first time on (laughs) microphone
0: yeah they were like i mean what was it the radio they released the radio it was a big deal
1: yeah the radio it was like for your next pick motion picture consider new (laughs) microphone audio yeah Yeah, i don't know
0: (laughs) yeah i don't either
1: that's great here but um, but yeah, hundred years. And, uh, like I was saying, there's, there's plenty more to NAB than just the film and video space. Um, and if you are listening to this and, and you are unfamiliar with what NAB even is, it's, it's been a yearly con- convention of people in the broadcast space that includes cinema, TV, uh, you know, radio and internet and editing, I, I guess. Audio audio <laughs> just anything that has to do with kind of media seems to be there um mm-hmm. you know DJI has a booth there Sony Canon Nikon Fuji all the camera companies seem to be there mm-hmm. all the audio companies that make microphones and microphone accessories um and then for post production you know Adobe is there uh, Blackmagic is there uh, Apple is there, but they're, they're there in secret. They have people that work for Apple that kind of walk around, but they don't have a booth. <laughs>
0: I did not know about these secret agent Apple workers. Yeah. That's kind of awesome.
1: Well, I actually met uh, somebody who, and I won't name his name because it is always in secret, apparently. But wow. I didn't meet secret. a And he was talking to a friend of mine and he said, oh, David, you need to meet so-and-so. He works for a special fruit company. so um so yeah they kind of go there they they see what's going on they talk to to users and stuff so i wish final cut had like a you know like a booth and a presence because i'm still holding out as a final cut user
0: they um they don't care enough to show up dave yeah i'm surprised adobe shows their face to be honest with you
1: (laughs) and adobe yeah i mean they they have been crushing it with you know the new ai technology there's a new feature with the voice ai so i mean before we kind of get into it let's just discuss like just vegas in general um where we stayed just kind of nab in general like what are some of your big takeaways outside of the gear and some of the releases that came out
0: uh i mean just in general my experience nab is always a great time because it's obviously for you and i it's a it's a chance to get to see all of our youtube filmmaking friends um and like meet up with different people that we know work in different companies like condor blue uh we get to hang out with them in fact condor blue is a a lucas i should just say lucas he uh the, the owner of condor blue he put us up in a house actually the entire time we were there which was a wild house. I mean, it was a huge mansion with like a bowling alley pool table and half basketball court all inside this like weird basement thing. Uh, yeah. So Condor blue put us up there. And so, yeah, it's just a great time to get to hang out with friends and see some cool stuff.
1: Did you even do any, in a like uh, not any, any Vegasy type stuff, like going on the strip and walking around and stuff like that. Cause I personally, I just went, to the convention and then I went to the house and that's that's all I ever Mm. did (laughs) so I didn't even do any Vegas stuff like traditional Vegas stuff I feel like it's played out for me I've I've been so many times over the years I mean
0: to be honest Vegas is potentially one of my least favorite places in America (laughs) it's just not for me it's a lot of people it's a lot of noises I'm an introvert I like to be at home chilling out having a great time (laughs) Um,
1: people lots of noises
0: (laughs) yeah don't like it it's just yeah. not my thing, you know, yeah. but, um, I did go onto the strip once briefly, uh, Armando, uh, myself, photo Joseph. I'm trying to, to remember everyone. Jonathan masters, Evan, uh, Armando shooter. We all went out and, uh, we were messing around with a DZO lens that they let us borrow their new anamorphic Pavo lens that well, they just, uh, announced.
1: It was cool. Yeah. The strip in Vegas is perfect for bokeh balls. An- yeah, anamorphic flares and and uh, bokeh. Right? Yeah,
0: I mean it looked good. um That's for sure. So it made for good footage. it Just wasn't my thing. And at a certain point, they're like, "Let's keep going." And it was like midnight, and I'm like, "I'm going back." It's <laughs> 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 like I'm not. I'm not staying here. I'm Ubering. I. I don't care.
1: Yeah, I mean Connor and I um took different flights because you're a Southwest uh, credit card user, so you you get those points. Yeah. Uh, My brother and I opted to go for the dirt cheapest option, which was Frontier. It was like Frontier? um, Yeah, Frontier.
0: How was that? Did the plane like, was it made of duct tape or?
1: (laughs) No, it was fine. It was great. Uh, The seat was comfortable. Uh, The people who worked there were were wonderful. Um, But everything is extra. So we personally, my, my brother and I are very similar in that we don't care. We just, Put like a couple pairs of underwear, extra shirt, extra pair of pants in a backpack and that's it. And so like we both just lived out of our backpacks the whole week um, because we were able to just travel light. Mm -hmm. And I also intentionally, this is the first time in the history of my experience going to NAB and I've been going for almost 10 years now. Where I didn't bring any camera gear, I only brought wow. my phone, uh, and I did bring my laptop uh, to do some editing on the plane. But okay, uh, but yeah, I did not bring my computer, or <laughs> I didn't bring any camera gear. So it gave me a lot of room in my backpack, um, and it made my shoulders very happy when I was walking right. around the show floor with almost nothing in my backpack. That was nice.
0: Yeah, i uh, I wish I did the same because <laughs> uh, I brought everything. And I used none of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was thinking. It's funny because I feel like this happens to the best of us. Um, In fact, I I would say almost every other creator was similar Mm -hmm. in that they show up on the first day with like their full rig and they're like walking around holding it and maybe it's around their neck or maybe it's on a gimbal or something. And then the next day it's like, oh, you stripped it off the gimbal. Okay. And then Mm -hmm. the third day you're like, where is it?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Except for oh. Josh Yo, who had like an entire first-person point of view <laughs> rig or whatever mounted to the front of him and like hanging a camera off, and he was running around the convention yeah. like a maniac. I, yeah, his I video don't know.
1: came out as we're recording this. His video just uh, released today. Yeah, it's quite a quite a fun, entertaining video. So I would recommend going to Make Art Now and watching his latest video titled "Top Ten Film Gear That Blew My Mind at NAB." um and his editor connor he has his own uh friend named connor who is doing mm-hmm. uh his edits uh and he did a wonderful job it seems so yeah um, joshio other- had him working into the wee hours of the morning
0: on it yeah poor guy he's like he, I like i i i like roll out of my bed and i like walk out into the main room and he like looks at me with red eyes and i'm like oh You're you've so- been up
1: <laughs> and here we are on a Monday, like four days after any B's over yeah. and it's going live. So how much sleep could he have had? I, um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the, kid,
0: the kid lives off Red Bull or something has to, <laughs>
1: um, but then uh, photo Joseph uh, I saw walking around the show floor. He had like a backpack on the front of his chest. Did you see that? Yeah. Like, QR code. And in the backpack was a cellular modem that was sending all of the footage he was filming on his s 52 going to an editor in LA is what he told everybody. I have an editor in LA. And I was like, why do you have to add LA at the end? Can you just say an editor? Because
0: it, uh, on- it sounds pretentious, I think, is the uh, the answer to that. Now, he also, oh. So, it, yes, he sent it to his editor in LA. <laughs> and then his LA editor sent it to uh, Evan Armando Shooter, who then actually did the posting. So like he was walking around with two oh, wow. phones. One was photo Joseph's phone and one was his own. And so that he could do the the posting as soon as the video is done because Joseph was running around recording more content. So he was a little content machine.
1: That That's one. Crazy. Yeah. I think it was an experiment with the new Atomos cloud um, technology mm-hmm. and kind of all that stuff with the Atomos because he had it all rigged out with the Ninja with the S5 two, And um, so yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I guess it worked. Yeah, I guess so. Um, So yeah, I'd say, uh, you know, Vegas aside and, you know, my in-laws live in Vegas and my wife actually grew up in Vegas for about 10 years or so. I think she like, she went to elementary school in Vegas. I proposed to my wife, you know, my now wife, I proposed to her in Vegas. Um, We go there outside of NAB. We go there to visit my, my in-laws and stuff. So like, I'm very familiar with the area and like, you know. Uh, the 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 whole strip and just all that stuff like it's of no interest to me now it's Mm -hmm. completely been like when i first started going i was like oh i gotta see all the magic shows and stuff because you know i used to be a magician so i love no i had no idea (laughs) i do love (laughs) magic um and it you know sidebar there was actually a card magician uh at the atlas booth um and we stirred up a conversation we started talking about stuff and he had a deck of cards there and I didn't even know he was a magician. It was just a deck of cards sitting on the table, and I grabbed it and I started like doing some uh, fancy shuffles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he started naming them. He's like, oh. "Oh, you're doing the Pharaoh shuffle." I was like, "Oh, you are a magician. I see." <laughs> Top of the hat. He, he was like, "No." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "I just cool. know this for no reason." It was cool. We kind of talked shop for about 30 minutes. He was showing me stuff and then I showed him stuff and I do feel I, I, it made me feel really good. I actually showed him a trick. You know, the one where uh, you pick a card and then you think about it and you squeeze my arm and then whatever card you picked is like in blood on my arm. Yes. You know that one. Um cool. I showed one. that to him and he he was like, wow, I can't believe, wow, that's a great idea. Dude, thank you. I'm, I was like, yeah, use it. It's it's a great concept. Hmm. Um, so he was like, I'd never even seen that before. That's great. So um, anyway, so I felt good that I actually taught a, a real working magician a trick. Um, but anyways, uh, la, 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 what was I saying? I don't know. The best part to me really is just the people. And it's not only the YouTuber crowd um, that Connor mentioned. I mean, though, that is awesome to see all the f- familiar faces uh, that we see throughout the year on Twitter, on Instagram and on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, that are the guys who are like in our little space, but it's also the the faces of the people commenting on the videos, the people that are, would be considered regulars that we, we see um, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. And there really is a community of people in this whole world of the gear filmmaking space And all of you listeners right now are part of it. And a lot of you guys who are, you know, hopefully listening to this now came up to, to Connor and myself. And honestly, that was one of the most flattering things. I don't know about you, Connor, but I did have a handful of people come up to me and say, Hey, I've been listening to the golden hour podcast and I love it. And I love what you and Connor are doing. So thank you guys so much for coming up to us and saying that and for just being there and for listening. And uh, I think, for me, you know, it's easy to see the numbers on the screen and to kind of get super focused on the performance of a video. And it's like, oh, that's only a five out of 10 or, oh, shoot, that's a nine out of 10, you know, God forbid, a 10 out of 10 when it comes to YouTube performance. But regardless, like those numbers, especially some of you who, who are, you know, actual fans, and it's kind of even weird to say that. But thank you so much for watching the videos, for supporting us and for listening to the podcast, because. When we actually get to be together in person, it's kind of like it really humanizes everything. And it's like, wow, this is really cool.
0: Yeah, I I wanted to remember the guy's name that stopped us. It's Matt, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, Matt uh, found us walking around. He found me by the Fujifilm booth because, of course, he did. That's, of course, where I was. (laughs) Um, I was hounding the Fujifilm guys. I was like, let me buy an X100V. Like, I will buy it. Let me buy it. <laughs> and they were like, we don't have any. And I was like, I know. <laughs> but you do, right? Like, c- come on. There has to be one, like, somewhere hidden, you if know? On eBay like everybody else, Con, No. No, I don't. I'll find my way around it. Now, um, anyways, but yeah, he, he he found me there. He was renting out uh, an, uh, the GFX 100S because Fujifilm was doing free, like, loaners. It was just like, sign right. up get a free camera to mess around with for the day. It was kind of a cool thing. But yeah, he he stopped me there and he was like, hey, I love the podcast. And I was like, oh, thanks. (laughs) So (laughs) Totally. Hey, if you're listening, thanks for for saying hi. It meant a lot.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, Paul Feinberg and uh, Kyle Watts, Jason Sanderford. um, Those three guys really are awesome to me. Uh, I just love those guys. Mm -hmm. Um, They're fans of the show. Paul and Kyle have a show. They they had me on a creator creator camp. I think remember that silly show that they did. Yeah, they, it was, it's so great. Um, I tuned so, in for a second. I, I can't remember. I think it was on a
0: job, but I saw you guys were live, So I, I popped in and said, Hey, or something.
1: and then, um, I did get to meet Gerald and, uh, Josh's children. Cause Josh, yo brought his wife and son, and then Gerald brought his partner and, and his son. So, it was cool to see like some babies like around the house as well, and to like just talk to people about things that weren't always about gear and YouTube as well so mm-hmm. um and that was really my goal was to just kind of be there to to help out Lucas with uh Condor blue, um which can be you know kind of part of the discussion in fact, we do have a discussion with Hobie that we recorded from hobie is from condor blue and we recorded a whole section with him at nab at the condor blue booth so yeah. that will come later in this episode hobie
0: is kind of like a one word name like beyonce or share yeah. you know it's just hobie you, you know don't
1: need last name when you're yeah hobie.
0: when you just say hobie it's like yeah yeah hobie with condor blue
1: totally <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I I think it was a really fruitful time. My brother went with me, and we just were there to serve and just to talk to people. And um, I don't know, it was just really life giving to to us as extroverts. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, uh, I I was having like an internal dilemma because uh, I was just meeting people every day, yeah. <laughs> every minute, and like I love meeting people, like somewhat, uh, but I I just i didn't have time to myself so man when i got home i was just like i just sat on a couch and like stared into the void and i was like <laughs> i just need a moment
1: yeah <laughs> you did a great job um you and and lucas actually from Condor blue isn't he's an introvert as well mm-hmm. actually believe it or not um, but you kind of have to pretend to not be if you want to run a business and you know it, it's it's part of society to like be social but yeah it, i would imagine that you know they always say like a, an extrovert wakes up every morning with an empty glass and as they continue to interact with people, it fills up with water. And then at the end, they're just filled up and then they're ready to go to sleep. And then the reverse is true for an introvert. Their glass is filled to the top when they wake up. Yep. And as the day progresses, as they interact with more and more people, <laughs> it just depletes, depletes, depletes Yeah. Until they- Finally go to go to bed. And so for you, probably by lunchtime, you were already depleted
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) easily. And then we didn't go to bed, you know, because we're all hanging out doing whatever until like midnight past. Yeah. And then up again at 637 and doing it again. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was great, but it was also terrible.
1: But yeah, I mean, we we kind of went together ish. I mean, but we did travel separately. Like I said, you went Southwest, we went Frontier, and um, I was kind of just hanging with Matthew. And like I said, I, I pretty much was at the Condor Blue booth every day, pretty much all day. Whereas you were kind of roaming around with Armando, and we we did get to see Cam for that first day, which is great. Cam Mackey, friend yeah. of the show. Yeah, um, the first time you met him in person, right? Yeah, it was. And, pretty crazy. Um, I know that Tyler Stallman wanted to be there, but he had a uh, a job that made mm-hmm. him go somewhere else. Um, so that would have been cool to see him. But, you know, next time. Next time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw. Did you see Potato Jet? I saw him there. I saw Gene for a minute. Uh,
0: briefly saw him. I saw I ran his uh, previous shooter. I think he edited too. Sam. Uh, I ran into him a few times. We caught up. It's really good to see him.
1: Good yep. to see Ken Belito from This Is or uh, Austin Evans. He's a good friend of mine. It's great to see him. Awesome. Um, Yeah. I mean, just it was, it's just always great to see, to see people and to chat YouTube and talk about what's going on. And um, yeah, it was awesome. Good times. But you and I were kind of crossing paths every day. And every time I would catch you, (laughs) you would almost be like, well, like, you know, I got this party that i was invited to i should probably go but i just want to go to bed <laughs> yeah i think i always like yeah go to bed doesn't matter you don't, you don't have to go you're like yeah, yeah i should probably go though and then i went yeah <laughs> and, then <laughs> and then somehow I some armando would drag you into it probably
0: armando, he, armando's you know i love hanging out with armando he's like i don't know how he has so much energy still <laughs> it's like it's unbelievable he's like come on let's go it'd be great and i'm like I'm like ah okay you know like whatever he, he pushes you that's good yeah yeah it's probably healthy <laughs> probably
1: um so yeah let's let's go on to talk about some of the the gear and the software that we saw that that interested us at NAB uh, and like I said we're gonna chat with with Hobie a little bit more about some of the Condor stuff mm-hmm. uh, but to begin with that I mean one of the coolest things. That Condor Blue released is this handle that they announced that is basically the same size. I mean, it's a it's a little thicker than your standard handle, but yeah, it's it's thick
0: with two C's, but it's comfortable still. You know,
1: it's still comfortable. It's still totally like a normal handle size. But mm-hmm. inside the handle is a slot for an SSD, so you can slide in the Sandisk. Uh, I forget which make and model it is, but it's a very thin, it's uh, skinny, skinny boy. It's like a, it's like the width of a stick of gum or something. Uh, so yeah, it, sure. It just slots right in, and over USB C, it can plug into whichever camera, um, you know, can output uh, recording over USB C, which at the moment is the GH six. Um, the you know X is sort of confirmed, but not really. Like Panasonic said, the, the wording they said was. If it doesn't do it, we will be surprised. Is what the- <laughs> but the other S5 II does, right? No, it does not. The X uh, oh. is the only one that does the USB-C out to SSD. That's what. That's one of the like selling features of it.
0: Got it. Okay, I, I missed that somehow. I, I assumed that the S5 II could do it as well, just like less stuff with that. <laughs> no. Anyways, okay, so just the G8-6. Yeah. That makes sense why they had it on the G 6 and not the S5 two at the show. Uh i didn't did think very it. much did i
1: they did have it rigged up on the s5 2x though uh they, they did yeah but anyways um and then obviously black magic for years has done it with the black magic pocket 4k where you could just output from a USB C to ssd so you can do that on the 4k the 6k mm-hmm. 6k pro etc um and what is exciting is I do think we will be seeing other cameras doing this soon. So I think this product and the idea of it is it's forward thinking, just like open gate, just like shutter angle. Um, so So
0: that's why, so Sony won't have it then. I don't know. I was just saying they don't have open gate. They don't have shutter angle. So, you know, (laughs) they don't have this either.
1: Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. Really. There's no rumors. There's no, uh, speculation really, but, um, <laughs> but that was, Luke- sorry
0: that was just a little dig okay it was i meant nothing sony i love you it's great
1: it's, a, it's just a really ingenious design because the way that the the like port is for the USB C plug it like protects it from like breaking which is really nice but it without it being a clamp it's hard to explain it's to- a it's a right angle
0: USB C that plugs into the side of or the front of the top handle And then that has a little NATO on it so that a little monitor rig can be slid over top of it, Mm -hmm. which then sandwiches the USB-C right angle in between the top handle and the monitor mount. Therefore, it'll never unplug in the middle of your recording. So, it keeps it protected and secure. It's pretty brilliant. You should go to their website. I'm I'm assuming it's on their website and you can check it out. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's it's great. It's a great little handle. I mean, it's it's silly to be talking about a handle, but it's well-designed and it's really, I don't know, it's just yeah. stuff like that is exciting because it's like, it's clean, it's simple, it's minimalist, and it gives you what you want if you want that kind of ProRes out of the HDMI. Or the, yeah. not, the uh, not the HDMI, the uh, USB-C.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, you
1: know
0: what's interesting is about it, I think that, I mean, I didn't get to mess with it that much, but to me, it actually kind of felt more comfortable than their other top handle. I kind of liked the elongated oval shape of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, again, I haven't rigged up anything with it, but it just kind of felt like I would like it more
1: substantial.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and then I think the kind of one of the biggest kind of hits of the show and at least talk of the town, like when we were talking to people, at least to me is Da Vinci resolve. Mm. Uh, can't get mm. away from it, man. They keep updating it. There was a list that seemed like it was never-ending of the firmware updates that they put out on this recent firmware release. Um, t- Tell me one of those coolest features that you saw, Connor. I'll tell you the only one that
0: I saw because I looked at it zero times. So the only thing I saw was what someone showed me, which was the uh, AI auto and auto maybe auto relight tool it's their relight tool so basically what black magic is doing in uh, davinci resolve is they're able to take a 2d image and essentially apply with ai a depth map to it so it's able to tell like this is this far away this is in front of this this is casting shadows or this would cast shadows on that and blah 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 right yeah. ai you know series behind it or something And you're able to take a light source just like an unreal engine if you know anything about unreal engine you're able to put it into the scene a 2d image right this is not a three-dimensional space but da vinci's treating it like one and you're able to relight your scene so like if for instance in this situation right here i'm like oh that's this needs more light over here this is a 2d flat image there's no depth data here but i would be able to pop a light source in Somewhere behind me, or in front of me, or whatever, to cast light, light yeah. on myself and r- add a little bit of fill yeah. into my scene, and it would work with like everything that's around me, yep. and make it look natural. It was mind blowing.
1: I um I, I as you were saying that I was playing um, Armando's clip on Twitter, okay. uh, which just blew my mind, and honestly. I I would imagine that, you know, the more simple the composition, the better it works. So the way that you and I do a lot of our video shooting, especially on YouTube, is it's just a talking head, you know, review type thing. So even if you're out and about and you're, you know, Connor likes to go to the forest and do these talking head things, right? So you're in the forest and then the background is kind of Mm -hmm. bokeh-ish. I would imagine it would be able to select you as a person pretty well and isolate that. And then say it's, you know, it's very shadowy and the lighting isn't great. You just pop a light in there and there you go. Like you're digitally adding a light. Now, obviously there's limitations with that because there's only so much fake light that you can do with just ramping your exposure and and stuff like that. And I would imagine that if you're shooting raw, that it would probably work better. Um, I don't know, but uh, you know, the idea is mind-blowing, but in practice, we'll just have to see. But I will say what I just saw with Armando looks pretty incredible, just his little example on Twitter. Um, yeah. I heard both Adobe and Resolve now have uh, audio-to-text editing, not just, not just transcripting your audio, but you can literally do what Descript has been doing for a while now, which is an online service which converts your video to text. And then, for example, say an entire paragraph, you just want to cut it out and put it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in the past, in a normal NLE, you use the blade tool and you cut out that section. You look at the waveforms and you copy and paste it or, or cut and paste. Well, now you can literally just look at the text and select, just like any other text editor, like Word or, or your Notes app or whatever, mm-hmm. you can select the paragraph that you want to take out, cut it out with, you know, command X or, you know, command C or whatever, um, and then literally scroll down the text and paste it where you want. And it's literally manipulating the video as you do that. It's just taking out the video where that text block is and pasting it. So you could literally edit, only using text. And I believe it's also doing a little bit of AI with the blending of those things. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like a heart, a super hard cut of that, but you can also have it do like a J cut and, and you can like make it a smoother cut. So that way it's not just this super jarring cut. So it's interesting. Um, I would yeah. say for somebody like us doing like your traditional gear review, it may be, it's a weird workflow cause it's not something we're used to, But it may actually be an effective workflow because you can just read the text and edit it like you're editing a Word document. And then, boom, your A-roll is just like locked in. And I actually think Adobe has a better version of this. Mm -hmm. I did hear a rumor that Resolve's version was sort of reactionary. So they saw that Adobe did it, and they were already working on a version of it. And they weren't going to announce it at NAB, but then they saw Adobe did it, so they did it.
0: <laughs> so, mm. so that, yeah. And then they're like, we'll fix
1: it in post. Yeah, we'll fix it in post, but we yeah. got to at least um, stay current with Adobe on this. Well, one uh, what are you that type of editing? Yeah,
0: I, I think one thing also I heard about it, I, I forgot that that was a feature that was announced, um, but one of the things I did hear about is that I could take out those, what do they call them, vocal fillers, I think. Yeah. So, for instance... Where, you know, we're talking and I'm like, um, cause I'm thinking, I don't really know what I'm going to say next or I pause or whatever, all those little things, it could go in and just, it would just take them out automatically, uh, which is a great, wonderful feature. So I could definitely see this being useful for even our podcast editing our podcast. You just pop it in there, take out all the ums and the ums and the whatevers. Yeah. Uh, and it would just do it. Cause honestly, whenever I go in and edit these podcasts, it's one of the things I'm doing is I'm for the most part, I don't take them all out because sometimes I feel like they're worth leaving in for various reasons. But for the most part, I'm taking them all out of our conversation just so it's easier to listen to. And with this, theoretically, I wouldn't have to. I just yeah. punch punch one button and it would be done.
1: Well, um, there there is an app that I've used. Shoot, maybe I should have told you about it. Uh, it's, called, <laughs> it's called Recut. And you can use uh premiere and final cut and it does something similar. Okay. But uh, where you can Im- import it in and I thought I maybe showed it to you at some point, but it-, it gets out all the dead air. Um I don't think it does the ums, but it can at least if you have just one long A roll take, mm-hmm. it can basically trim that trim all the silences out. So it at least saves you that time. So okay. um So I've been using that, but yeah, you're right. Taking out the ums would be nice. I think though, like I I don't see myself
0: editing it through text. Maybe I'm wrong. I should probably try it before I say anything definitive. But I, when I edit and I'm assuming when you edit, I edit with waveform. So one, I'm usually around when I record video, whether it's of someone else or of myself, obviously of myself, I'm around. So therefore I just kind of like find the waveform. It's always the last take because that's how things go. Uh, that you end on the take that it was good you know for the most part so you just go in and you ride the waveforms and you find the good part good part good part smash it all together and you call it a day and then you tweak things like oh maybe that wasn't the
1: best one you go back and find something but for the most part that holds true so i edit that way well i I mean imagine imagine that just really try to put yourself in the shoes of like this type of editing so if you're saying the last take is the best one with the text, you just scroll, scroll, scroll out there to select, copy, paste, boom, done. Like it's, it's a little, I do think it'll actually be faster to do even what you're saying, because even with the waveforms, it's like, okay, yeah, it's the last take, but like, where did I start that last take and where did I end it? At least with the text, you can visually see there's the beginning of it. There's the end of it. Here's where I repeated that intro three times. Let me listen to each one. Okay. The, okay. The, the second one of those three intros is actually the best. So I'm just going to select that one with it with a text select, copy, paste that in my project. You see what I mean? Like it's going to be really handy, I believe.
0: Yeah, I guess, I guess I'll just have to try it. I mean, you're right. It, that that does the way you're describing it does sound quite I think fast, fa- but I think
1: faster. I think it'll be faster.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: We'll just have to wait and see, and. Um, you know, you're the Premiere user. I don't have any of this stuff because I don't use Resolve or Premiere, and Final Cut is nowhere to be found in terms of firmware updates. Um, I'm hoping that we will see something at WWDC, which is gonna be in June. Do you think that they're
0: I mean, this is pessimistic, my brain working here, but <laughs> do you think they're like kind of leaving final cut behind it feels like they haven't touched it in so long and they almost like they're avoiding the topic you know what I mean sure like they don't want to say they're going to put down their dog but they're going to put it down you know what I mean
1: <laughs> gosh I hope not I've invested a lot of money into plugins I prefer the uh, timeline editing in final cut um, in fact as we were discussing a lot of this I actually saw a tweet from uh, Jordan um because I was looking at the tweets from uh, from Armando and Jordan Drake was saying, you know, I don't have time to learn a new editor, but man, every day I'm, you know, thinking about Resolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Tyler Stallman says, it crosses my mind every few months. Then I try to actually cut something on the Resolve timeline and throw up face. I'll continue editing in Final Cut Pro and finishing in DaVinci. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, DaVinci was designed to be a finishing Program. So, and it still works really well in that way. So, if the relight tool, if even some of these AI tools sound really appealing, but you're a Premiere editor or a, a Final Cut editor, that workflow still works great to just XML it over. So, yeah. Um, you know, if anything, I may just do all my timeline editing, my very straightforward just cutting and editing in Final Cut, and then maybe bring it over to Resolve and definitely learn how to do some of the color grading and the, uh, some of the cool AI stuff, I guess. But, yeah. It'd be better to just do it all there.
0: But I tried to use DaVinci today and it just didn't go well. It just (laughs) didn't. I spent too long trying to make it work. And then at a certain point, like it it was, I, I talked to Zach Mayfield about it actually And I told him the problem I was running into and he was like, oh, I think that's a bug. I I ran into that too a while ago. And I was like, oh, well, did you find a solution? And he goes, honestly, he's like, I think I just deleted the whole project and started over. (laughs) And I was like, oh. Great solution. (laughs) Great. (laughs) And so, I tried that actually uh, and tried starting over and the problem happened again. And I was like, I'm done. I'm going to Premiere. Um, And so, then I spent a couple extra. Yeah, I spent. Mr. Ramsey, please. I I heard it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> mr. Ramsey,
0: it's more like mr da vinci please yeah. um you yeah suck. i don't know yeah i i tried man i keep trying to like it because i hear great things about it and all the people who switch they swear they're like as a premiere user this is the best decision i've ever made
1: <laughs> with their, i don't
0: know man
1: with their pinky raised
0: <laughs> yeah like <the> <laughs> yeah i don't i just don't see it yet i i think I think maybe I would if I just unsubscribed from Adobe. I think that would be the ticket, right? And then I had no choice.
1: Well, I will say this it's the best free program out there. And <laughs> so, um, I don't know. CapCat's
0: gunning for it now. Are they free? Yeah, it's free. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, I haven't messed with it much, but I am messing with it. And, for a free free program that like specializes in making social media content because that's really what it's for it's like I mean like shoot it's pretty it's actually pretty snazzy
1: do they have a Mac app now or is it just on the phone
0: Mac and Windows yeah oh sick I downloaded it on my phone and I was like oh this is kind of neat and then I downloaded it for um, my computer my Mac and I was like oh okay maybe this is more robust than I thought it would be I think they have a paid version too um kind of like the DaVinci model, but I had to play with it more, but I was like not so bad. Uh but yes, DaVinci is still better probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, I mean DaVinci is crazy advanced with like the, you know, the fusion stuff and the um is that what it's called the um, yeah, fusion. Their, their it's their After Effects, their node-based After Effects, the audio editing, the obviously the color grading, it's best in class. I literally just downloaded CapCut. I'm gonna give it a try because, nice. Uh, you know, th- honestly, it's funny. Hey, CapCut, did you hear that? I just influenced someone. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I'll send you, you an know, invoice.
1: You know what's funny is um, the the social media style of editing with the like vertical YouTube Shorts or TikTok format isn't really that complicated, but it is complicated because it goes against what all these like old editors were designed to do. Right, to do everything vertical and like having the captions with the animations like that was the
0: thing that i was trying to do i was just trying to have a vertical timeline in davinci resolve Mm. and it wouldn't do it okay it had a little check box in it box and it was like 4k video do you want to use this for vertical and i was like yes and then i hit save and then it was still 16 by 9. And i was like okay so i'm back into it and i was like use for vertical please and then it was like no and I was like, okay. So, I made a new timeline and I was like, let's try this again. And I was like, use for vertical. And it was like, okay. And then I dropped my footage in and then my footage was really tiny, even though it was 4K footage in a 4K timeline. Yeah. And I was like, Wh- whatever, I'll just scale it up. So, I start to scale it up and it scaled about halfway up and then stopped. Does anyone know how to fix that? Like, if you're out there and you know what my problem is and that I'm dumb and I don't know how it works... Just please tell me because I was losing my mind trying to fix it. And I was Googling it. No one seemed to have a solution. I called my buddy. He didn't have a solution. So, I don't know.
1: His solution was delete it and start over.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, actually, he did say delete DaVinci. He said, you could try that. And I was like, God. I was like, ah, no.
1: No, that, that can't be the real solution. Um, there's no. I, There's other ways to do it. And people are probably throwing their fists up in the air right now. Like, You're an idiot. And I'm like,
0: I know, but I still don't know how to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> As we are approaching an hour here, I think we should quickly just go ahead and uh, cut away to your conversation with Hobie before we. it's too late. Because yeah. uh, you guys had apparently a really good conversation at the Condor Blue booth. So I'd be interested to hear that.
1: All right, yeah, let's do it. Let's cut it over to past David Altizer with Hobie from Condor Blue at NAB Live cutting in here real fast this is future David talking editing the podcast and unfortunately my interview with Hobie does not sound very good so please bear with us as you listen there was some cutting out going on with the audio I think there was a sample rate issue with the video and the audio not completely sure what was going on I did my best to try to clean up the audio using iZotope RX10 and it still sounds a little bit choppy If the audio is completely unbearable to you, we would have no hard feelings if you choose to skip it. That's why we include the chapter markers in the description of the podcast. But if you can muster through the audio quality, I think you'll enjoy my conversation with Hobie at the Condor Blue booth. You know what has been really cool for me this year is seeing the impact that Condor Blue has made, not just here at the booth, because this has become a real creator hub for people to come around and hang out. But it's like i'm seeing it everywhere like almost all of the other booths have condor blue cages <laughs> yeah. except for select booths that yeah. sell competing products right other than those booths your <laughs> cages are on the sony cameras they're on the yeah. canon cameras they're on the panasonic cameras how did
2: that happen what happened this year because I, I don't think yeah. that happened last year the last year we were like in a few booths but um it was it was like i was um saying a little bit before this it's uh, it's all very like relationship based. So we just had ended up having really good relationships with uh, Canon and Sony and, you know, Deity. It all just comes down to like, we're just trying to be very welcoming. And that's why, that's kind of why I think this has become like a creator hub.
1: Yeah, so tell me about the awesome new SSD handle system that um, is actually nominated for best product of NAB. Is that right?
2: That is right, yeah. so cool, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's one of the one of the nominations. That's uh, one of just uh, a few uh, new things we have this year. But basically, it takes the Sandisk Pro Blade SSDs, which have been around for a little while. The nice, like slim, slim yeah. little drives. It looks and, like a
1: stick of gum, almost. Yeah, like it's yeah. just a
2: small little drive. It's yeah, amazing. Exactly, and, and they're 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 really advanced. Really cool, and um, Western Digital. Um, which SanDisk is under and uh, Panasonic wanted to work with us on making a really functional way to bring this to like film sets. So we looked at the shape and we're like, Oh man, this would be really cool in like a handle. And I'm, you know, we've been kind of like looking at that idea of like making more, a handle more functional for a while. So it was like, here's the perfect opportunity. So it takes those uh, NVMe drives and there's a little interface in the handle where it turns it to USB-C and, you know our signature USB-C cables uh, work perfect for any camera that can record to SSD. So um, it's like similar in size to a lot of our other uh, like top handles that we have currently. But uh, yeah, we get like a thousand megabytes per second read and write in our own testing.
1: Yeah, I think Lucas was telling me that you guys are getting faster speed than yeah. Sandisk's own adapters. Yeah. Right, Lucas? I wasn't gonna am say I, that. Am I allowed, allowed to? True, am yeah. I allowed to slam dunk them? On <laughs>
2: I wasn't going to okay, say that. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Well, <laughs> Exposed.
1: what's really cool. So basically, if you want to use those memory cards correctly, just buy the handle and
2: plug it into your computer. Don't even use yeah, it with yeah, a camera. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You can just take it right out of the handle, right out of the camera and plug really? the whole handle on the computer. Yeah, oh, that's, that's that's true, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's like the point. What if
1: I'm in a shoot in the middle of a, in the rain? Is will I have to be concerned about That hard drive, like frying inside of the handle, is that something that you've considered, or is it kind of weather sealed inside of that handle? Do you know? I don't. I don't think there's any like. You wrap it with Saran wrap. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
2: honestly, you could. Like, that's that's definitely an option. Um, I don't think there's any like specific weather sealing in there. Um, Sure. But 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 the vast majority of the drive is enclosed in an aluminum housing, and only the end sticks out. It's just like friction mounted. So yeah. YouTube no, it's good. it's
1: really clean, and it, um, yeah. it, unfortunately, it only works with you know certain Lumix cameras and Blackmagic cameras. Right, I would love to see Sony and Canon support I was that.
2: Say that. I was absolutely going to say that. Like,
1: I mean, honestly, if especially Sony, if they enabled the ability to do that, it would just fly off shelves
2: more than it, it already is. I'm sure. But I would buy a Sony camera. Yeah. if that were the case honestly <laughs> what are you shooting on currently uh right now i i own a, a Blackmagic 6k pro oh yeah well uh, the handle works with that yeah i know that's why yeah. I'm, I'm so excited i'm, I'm absolutely gonna pick and that one of these camera up. is it has a beautiful image so. it does yeah. yeah i mean it's and the nds too built-in nds dedicated power port i mean they, yeah they do a lot of things right yeah totally some other brands could maybe like so
1: Tell tell me about your role. I see you in a lot of these yeah. the, the videos for Condor Blue. What's your role at, at Condor, Mr. Hobe? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, a lot of things, honestly. I do uh, all social media stuff. So like on Instagram, like if you like DM us on Instagram or something like that, it's usually me that responds. If it, if not me, it'd, it'd be Lucas, but vast majority of the time it's me. Um, I handle all the all the affiliate marketing stuff so any like collaborations with influencers I'm uh, either facilitate or I'm a big part of I also do all the uh, videos I don't know if you can see them um, yeah you can see them playing behind yeah. us yeah I do like this ad that's my hand right that's
1: there. Great. is that all black magic 6k
2: That. One I think yeah, I think that one and you guys have imagine. so
1: many cameras in the office you could pretty much use whatever, right? Yeah, so.
2: I have used my camera quite a bit. Are you a, are shooting. you a freelance uh, shooter on the I side am. as well? Yeah, absolutely. I do I do weddings, um, I do live events, like uh most recently I've shot like some wrestlings, like thing like WWE style wrestling. Sick, it's that's just fun to shoot. You know what I mean? Like and, and it's great because a lot of the wrestlers that that's acting too. So, like, they, like, know how to play the camera. and. Did you see Logan Paul? <laughs> Logan
1: Paul's, like, he's, yeah. you know, he's signed with yeah. WWE. I don't know if he goes to all the events or whatever. but. And, by the way, I do want to address the floating camera angle to our Golden Hour viewers on YouTube or Spotify. The camera oh, that yeah. is floating right now, this is brought to you by Marble, which is the yeah. amazing product designed in collaboration yeah. with Mr. John and... <laughs> I don't yeah. know your last name, John. I am, I am uh, with Mr. John and, of course, uh, Josh Yo from Make Art yeah, Now. Yeah. So, we've got this thing going on a, on a loop. It's been a wonderful B camera because we can cut to a wide, but it's not just a stationary yeah, tripod no, it's, shot. It's interesting. And what's actually cool is we've done some panels where there's two people here and I'm sitting there. Yeah. And it's the perfect camera because yeah. as the kind of you know administrator to a conversation here it, it's moving so uh, you know that guy is in the shot and then also us it, it's a brilliant solution and they have That's a new great. update with this uh speed rail Amazing. option which is i think it makes the most sense to me for yeah. this product and now honestly john i i want to buy one of these for my studio i have a, a garage studio set so I'm going to have to talk to you later. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sold on this product. Yeah. So. yeah,
2: We have a version of this too at, yeah. at the studio and I'm, I just I keep trying it. to figure out ways to like incorporate this in some of our videos. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's
1: freaking awesome. You, you can kind of get super creative with these things. So, yeah, definitely. Um, so w- what's going on with, with just Condor in general? Like it just seems like, you know, you've got these Gerald Undone cables. Yeah. I justine, yeah. we've got Armando Fiera, like, it's just so cool to see the the relationships that Condor's made and, and then the continuation, the evolution of the product, ingenuity of the handle. I mean, what's it like yeah. kind of working here and, and seeing all the innovation?
2: Oh man, it's 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 something else, honestly. Um, I'm just super proud to be a part of it. Um the, the the ingenuity is just absolutely blows me away and and being able to get to work with people like you it's uh it, it's such a blessing honestly and i'm just so grateful that like i get to offer input on yeah. some of these products that we're doing like i know we have like a prototype of our new um multi tool that we're going to be coming yeah. out with pretty soon and and just the, the care that's put into it and yeah. like the amount of revisions we go through because either yeah. like they me or like Gabriel who we have uh managing our AV shout out Gabe love you man Um, (laughs) we'll be like oh it'd be really cool if it had like this feature and so like you know Lucas being uh, a fantastic CEO well you know he'll recognize a good idea when he sees one or something like that what's what's one of your personal favorite products from Condor Blue SSD top handle yeah
1: especially as a Blackmagic shooter and I'm uh, hopefully, going to get a hold of the new S S52X. I'm going to buy one. Um, which I think that camera will work. They're not, uh, they're not perfectly like <laughs> clarifying. Like I talked to Panasonic, they're like, well, yeah. technically speaking, we don't have the firmware yeah. yet, but. Obviously, I yeah. would imagine... It was kind of done in collaboration with Panasonic, It right? was, so yeah. Uh, I would they, imagine
2: it will. Uh, right. I right. just talked to them and they say they, they, they can't officially say whether it's going to work or not, but they would be shocked if it didn't. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, so,
1: um, so you have to kind of close this up. What's What are some things just in the industry in general, mm-hmm. not just Condor Blue-based, but like what are some things that excite you about the film
2: industry right now? Um, the new... All the new lights coming out are, I think, are really exciting. I know we have like the uh, some of the Aperture Infinity bars. I think these are really cool. Um, I know uh, ZCam was just here showing us their new their new camera that they're going to be coming out with. It looks absolutely crazy. I love that. I haven't had too much time to like go around and like look at all the new stuff, but uh, um, I'm just. It's it's crazy like what that what the new like S52 and S52X can do in just such a small form factor with totally. 6K full frame and the price is really good and the size is incredible. I just love how everything's yeah. just getting much more like smaller, better, smaller faster. better, faster, stronger. Yeah, like it's it's, it's <laughs> totally man blows me away, man.
1: Totally. Well, thanks, Hobie, for being on the yeah, Golden Hour podcast. Thank you. Back to you, future Dave and Connor. So here we are back into the future. Yeah, um,
0: what a great conversation that we totally listened to yeah. with you guys. We listened along with you for real.
1: <laughs> and again, I, you know, I can't speak high enough of Lucas and the whole team at condor blue. They all treated us so well and they're so kind and it was very exciting to see their products all over the show floor at different, uh, booths. I'm just really excited to see a company that, you know, is based in America that has a team of great people, mm-hmm. um, You know they've worked with Armanda, they've worked with Gerald, they've worked with I Justine. They really have, you know, put themselves into the community uh, really well, and it's because they actually care about having solid, amazing relationships with people. And they're just some guys over there. So
0: yeah, I I always forget how much I uh, miss hanging out with them until I'm chilling with them all again. Especially Howie, Howie, if you're listening to this, I miss you, man.
1: Oh yeah, you guys could still play some Smash Bros online, I guess, if you wanted to. No online is pretty terrible oh it's so bad (laughs) it's not worth
0: it dave last year uh started doing this thing we were having an in and out event meet dave hang out with dave kind of a thing and he had another one tell us how it went
1: (laughs) yeah so the uh the second annual in and out meetup and i think i might come up with an actual name because it's actually turning into something um burgers and cameras was what i was thinking maybe Uh, maybe just in and out at in and out (laughs) <laughs> in and out of in and out yeah but yeah uh it was great we had about 50 people that signed up on the eventbrite which was crazy to see and i think almost 50 people if not 50 people showed up which was yeah crazy. it was it was a pretty good turnout man it was great and we picked a, an in and out location that is kind of off the strip and it's kind of just in you know kind of more the suburb area so it's a little ways out there for some of the people that unfortunately had to pick up ubers and stuff so i appreciate all of you who actually you know, spent the money on an Uber ride to get out there. So thanks for mm-hmm. coming. Uh, thankfully, it's offset by the cheapness of the food, but it was BYOB, b- buy your own burger. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there were definitely a couple of people there who had never even had in and out before. So I think it, it, it it's up to everybody, you know, if you're on the West Coast to give it a shot, see if you like it. Um, it's pretty affordable. They have raised their prices since the last time I had it. Uh, but i think that's just happening everywhere unfortunately yeah to inflation um it's still cheap but you know it was like five bucks or something for a burger but uh, something like that you know not the end of the world milkshakes are great um milkshakes are top notch i i really love the vanilla milkshake shake i've had all of them um and all three of them vanilla is my favorite they have chocolate vanilla and strawberry um the milkshakes to me are 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 Pretty, pretty dang good, especially for the price. Um, burgers are the best fast food burger, I think. Uh, and Connor is going to argue with me on this. Um, but their fries are maybe the worst fries in the fast food community. Um, I can't think of a worse fry. Let's just say that. <laughs> I'm glad we agree on
0: one thing about In-N-Out.
1: And it's so odd because as you're ordering your meal, you can see employees sweating away, taking real potatoes, mm-hmm. literally literally like freshly, freshly um, skinned potatoes. And, and by the way, there's another person over there skinning them. Right. So they're literally taking potatoes. And then they're like, is this just a show? Like, are they just yeah. taking the potatoes and doing that for show? That's actually those- just
0: a video that's on repeat to make it look like they're using real potatoes
1: so clearly these are fresh freshly made fries but maybe our skewed like fast food you know like stuff that's been put in a freezer and transport across the country to uh, franchises all across the country maybe the the all the preservatives and garbage that we're used to with mcdonald's has tainted us and that when we eat a fresh fry we're like oh garbage five guys (laughs) exist yeah and their fries
0: are popping you know they're pretty they're pretty good
1: um but here's my argument for in and out so so let me just say first up so before i go into the rant about in and out the meeting was great. We, we had a bunch of people show up.
0: We just oh, yeah. We them. saw people there. <laughs> uh,
1: it was great to no. see a lot of the friends. Again, it, I feel like we kind of covered a lot of this at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Uh, but it was really cool because, um, you know, I just posted this thing on Twitter, on Instagram, and people showed up. So Who, who made the shirts? That was fun. So, yeah, Kyle Watts, who was there last year, um, he made these shirts. And there was this really funny inside joke of this pigeon that was there last year. That Milton. Was- his We ended up naming him Milton, and he was this really like just scraggly just disgusting looking pigeon, just like bins <laughs> through some <laughs> he's know?
0: seen some he seen some shit you
1: know <laughs> <laughs> a
0: little bleep in there maybe no, right.
1: yeah no he's yeah. Definitely, he's definitely been around the block, and uh he was just sitting there, and we were like approaching him, like throwing our food away in the trash can, and he would not move it, so we thought we he was dead for a minute, I think somebody like right about to, that like pushed the trash can and he kind of moved a little bit and we all freaked out so it's just a silly little like inside joke and so Kyle made these hilarious shirts that say free Milton mm-hmm. and unfortunately he was not there this year but you know we we do this in his memory yeah um, and uh, another cool thing for this year as well uh, Stuart from DJI I saw him at the show floor earlier that day. And he said, hey, I saw you're doing that in and out meetup. Is it okay if I come? I was like, yeah, of course. What? Do you, of course. Yeah. Why not? He's like, you think they would like some uh, DJI merch? I was like, yes. <laughs> you, yeah. mean, you think 50 filmmaking nerds are going to like DJI merch? Of course. So he I came, got a pen so, somewhere. Yeah. So he brought pins. He brought notebooks. He brought some really nice, just all black, just matte black hats. I didn't those get are, one. Those are really popular. I missed out. My brother got one and he wears it every day. I've he it. should.
0: It sounds like a cool hat.
1: So, uh, and it was cool too. I gave a little speech and uh, I did mention in the speech, I kind of like <laughs> said, and by the way, DJ is here. Let's give them around applause. DJ, you're going to pay for it next year, right? You're going to pay for, for everybody. <laughs> I kind of made Stuart, like awkwardly, like nod his head. Like, yeah. Sure. Yeah.
0: He's like, I'm not coming next year. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My I think my like my dream would be to like get this thing catered, you know, have you guys uh register a week in advance. That way we kind of know who's showing up and then if we could partner with somebody like DJI or Condor Blue or whoever and like yeah. provide the burgers, I think that'd be great. But um back on the burger tangent. So Connor and I have had this argument for years and you know, about a year ago we had this great like car ride for like an hour we just <laughs> <laughs> we argued about <laughs> the validity of In-N-Out's supremeness. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I now have learned how to argue this with Connor. I think we've like come to an agreement. We've come to terms on it. And sure. basically what In-N-Out provides is simply a very stripped down menu. They have a standard burger. They've got a cheeseburger. They've got a double burger. And that's it. Then they've got fries that go with it. They've got milkshakes.
0: Uh, it doesn't go with it.
1: It goes against it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's it. Like their menu is very stripped down. It's just they've got like five things on the menu. And then right. they have a secret menu. They've got the uh, in and out um, monster or what is it? The animal yeah you can yeah eat animal, which is just like just thousand
0: style. island dressing thrown on it
1: yeah thousand island dressing with some grilled onions mm-hmm. um, there's some other things too like the protein style which is i actually opted for that this time around um because i just didn't want to get feel too heavy i didn't want to eat too much bread so mm-hmm. it's uh, they remove the bun and have a nice kind of lettuce wrap type of style with the burger and it's great um if you don't want to eat a bunch of bread so um, I don't know if they have a vegetarian option. I'm not sure if they're doing like the impossible burger. Or they not.
0: probably just give you lettuce.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Um, but in and out seems to always be packed. Although this one uh, strangely was not packed, but no. uh, at least in LA, when I lived in California, like literally every in and out, almost every hour was like out the door, you know? Um, so it's very popular, very good food. Mm-hmm. high quality burger for the price. So, in my opinion, I believe In-N-Out has the best tasting fast food burger. And again, I think the price is a valid point cuz it's like it's like saying okay, if like so like uh, you're in your standard like kind of su- suburb of America, there's an Outback Steakhouse, there's a Longhorn Steakhouse, and then there's like a like a actual mom and pop steakhouse that is expensive and it's like fresh steak. Is Longhorn the best steak? The best steak, like in the city? No, it's not. Like you can go to a nice steakhouse, but mm-hmm. is Longhorn the most available in the country? And is it the most consistent? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say that In n Out, though it's not the best burger, like you can't make that statement because there's like actual real burger places. Um, I'm not trying to compare it to, like, a, you know, a frou frou, high cuisine. Mm -hmm. you know, really expensive burger place, which those exist all across the country. And we can argue which one of those is the best, but for the money, I don't think you can find a better burger, especially at least in my opinion, the flavor. I think it tastes great. It's consistent and it's, it's fresh. The vegetables are fresh. The, um, you know, the meat tastes really good. Um, the fries are not good. Like I said, I, I personally don't like the fries. In fact, I don't know anybody that likes the fries. Like, I think I was even talking about it with people at In and Out. They ordered the fries. They're like, what's up with these fries? I was like, I know, right? It's uh, they're flaccid fries. You can yeah. actually order them a little bit more crunchy and like, you does know, does that help? Not really. Cause I think, <laughs> I think okay. the lack of salt in it. Um, And it I actually, has to be the fry oil. That's just, it has to be what it is. So, but and then the shake is wonderful. I, I love that vanilla shake is really, really good. So, mm-hmm. the burger in the shake my order when i go there i skip the fries altogether i order two double burgers i, I usually get two double cheeseburgers with a vanilla shake you know go ahead and uh, accuse me of being a fatty but um okay that's what i usually order i get a water um i don't i'm not a soda drinker myself so there's no reason to go for their combo which is like well i might as well get the combo if i'm getting a soda because you might as well get the fries but anyways best burger for the dollar in my opinion Very good, very tasty, great milkshake. Go, Connor.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, I mean, I was waiting for my time there. It's quite the defense. All right, Your Honor, uh, may I now accuse them of making a perfectly, yeah, it's a perfectly average burger. It just is. I mean, I love the idea and the concepts because it's like all fresh ingredients, all fresh ingredients. It's like, wow, that's so great. I love that. Great choice. But like, you know, it's okay. You uh, suck. <laughs> yeah. It's just, and you know, what's funny is I don't remember who it was, but someone was sitting across from me and it was their first time having In-N-Out. I think it was one of the DJI guys because there was a few of them. And I was like, so like honest opinions, what do you think about it? And, and he kind of looked around to gauge the place. Cause he, he was like, he felt like he was a part of an In-N-Out crowd. Right. And I said, you can be honest. And he goes, it's okay. <laughs> and that's like, exactly. Um, here's the, here's my theory, right? Here's my in and out theory. It's the same theory that you could do for Whataburger or anything else, right? There's a culture around the food. People from California or the, you know, the coast, the West side, you know, that was like their thing. It was their hangout. They grew up eating it. I get it. There's no- you're literally tasting nostalgia. The recipe probably hasn't changed since you were a kid. That's awesome. Um, But as someone who went to California and was fed this burger, and when I tell you (laughs) that they were describing it like Jesus himself was fabricating the burger in the back, I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to eat the best burger, at least the best fast food burger of my life. And then I'm like, I got the fries, I got the milkshake. And I will tell you, the milkshake was the best part. The burger was okay and the fries were abysmal. And then, you know, you like have opinions and they don't like those in California because it's their baby. It's their sweet baby burger. Um, And so, they're like, no, 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 you just ordered it wrong. I was like, I ordered it wrong. There's three things on the menu. I ordered all three things. What do you want me to do? And they're like, no, no, it's a secret menu, brother. Okay. Keep it on the down low, but this is how you do it. Okay. So, I order the secret menu. It's the same burger with a Thousand Island dressing on it. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's the same really bad fries with a slice of American cheese and Thousand Island dressing on it. I just think it's okay. You know, it's not like, I'm not offended to eat it, but the fact that I'm saying it's okay means that I don't like it. Uh, according to people who worship it. So, are there better burgers out there for fast food? Honestly, I'd rather eat a few other burgers out there, (laughs) you know? So, that's just my opinion. It's not just because of the burger though. For me, we've already talked about this, Dave, but it's the whole package, right? Yeah. I want a whole meal, you know? So, if the burger's okay and the fries are dog-tier terrible, yeah, um, then that's not a great meal. You know? So I'd rather go somewhere
1: else. Well
0: There you go. There's my two cents.
1: <laughs> I just pulled up um the menu here um, on mo- you know, the updated 2023 menu. So 480 for a double double, so that's two slabs of meat. Um the standard cheeseburger is three thirty five. Um Wendy's is the same price. It's it's literally the same price. Mm-hmm. For a double-double. Actually, it's more. It's 519. Here's what I'll say. in and out is consistent.
0: It's consistently... Every single time I've ever gone there, I've gotten the same experience. Now, is it my favorite experience? No. But it's consistently the same. On a good day, Wendy's is better. The fries are better. The burger's better. The Frosties are great. You know, having a great time at Wendy's. However... Wendy's does miss a lot especially lately I've been to Wendy's a few times lately and I have been very disappointed in the quality of the food I've received so if you're talking about a pure consistent cheap burger In-N-Out probably is the best oh but the problem is is that on the good days for those other places those places slap you know what is the worst burger though
1: um and is this something that we can all agree on you think I think so what what's the worst burger burger king oh really uh, it's it's uh just think about it <laughs> <laughs> I should, like, you're right yeah yeah it, i did have because they have really cheap um kids burgers so we've been going there for the kids okay um i snagged like a whopper or whatever they call it and um i was pleas- pleasantly surprised but I I wouldn't like McDonald's has the McDonald's flavor. They have the ketchup with the uh, little onion pieces. Mm -hmm. So like McDonald's might be technically the worst in terms of like filled with preservatives and like health, but it's that McDonald's flavor, which is also got that nostalgic thing. And Mm -hmm. I think McDonald's is pretty consistent. Um, It's consistently, you know, preserved. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: mean, it might be the same burger they were feeding us from the 80s. (laughs) Same batch who knows
1: uh, so you you might be you might be on that yeah i can't think of a worse one um what was that but, place
0: that was close to you that was really good that was kind of like freddy's i like freddy's freddy's are great
1: i'd say freddy's if you've had a freddy's or if you have one near you i'd recommend going um i would say freddy's is probably better than in and out but it's also twice as much it's about ten dollars for a for a burger i believe like a double double it's like seven bucks and oh was
0: it really for the whole meal 10 bucks.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, I did call you uh, the other day because I went to steak and shake and I was like, dude, I think I've found the kind of the solution to in and out for me is like steak and shake has really good fries, that crispy, salty, you know, fry. They, they even have like specialty seasonings that you can put on it and they do the flat um, burger as well, where they like, they, they make smash
0: the- burgers. Yeah. Smash burgers are the best burgers.
1: Yeah. Just, Freddy, Freddy's true. does that too. Freddy's is like a higher quality Steak and Shake. Yeah. Um so I do recommend Freddy's if you have one in your location, but I would say Steak and Shake is a good option cuz they have a $4.44 meal now where you can get a burger, fry uh for four, for 4.44. So, um hmm. we'll we'll do that sometimes after church cuz it's nearby. Nice. Um, but the thing with in and out is yes, I think it's it is um, Subjective is that the word? It's not objective. It's it's yeah. subjective.
0: Yeah, it subjective is
1: subjective based off of your your palate. And I do personally think you know Connor and I may have different you know flavor palettes and what we like and what we don't like. True. I genuinely i I don't agree. Like I I didn't grow up eating in and out like a lot of the Californian people did. Though I did have it as a child, so I can't say I didn't eat it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But I do genuinely. I personally find the flavor of the meat combined with I do think arguably they have some of the freshest lettuce, onion, tomato, you know, that mm-hmm. you get in a fast food chain. Yeah, that combination of the the flavor of the meat, the freshness of the bun, the, f- the freshness of all the pieces that combined it just it's a it's a symphony of of beauty inside of my mouth. I will say I
0: had the last one I had was the best one I've had. Uh, and I had, th- I was like, you know, I told the the girl, I'm like, listen, in and it's not really my favorite. I was like, what should I, how should I spice this up? She's like, we can cook the patty and mustard. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sure.
2: Oh, that's interesting. <laughs>
0: Never thought to do that. And I liked it. That was good. It was good. Good change. Good change. And then I had him grill the onions. That was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, it was definitely better. So I will, I I'll say that that was, that's probably the way I'll order it from now on. If whenever I'm back there, cause I'll be back. I always am.
1: I just think like the, the statement, like if, if you're on the Connor wagon of like, or maybe even more intense than Connor of like, and maybe he's become a little bit more educated on in and out. And so you've, you have lightened your tune a bit. You mm-hmm. used to be really anti in and out, like just in general. I think it's important to appreciate like they really do work with uh, they 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 build their own farms like they have their own cows they have their own vegetables yeah they yeah. so, you know get they source their potatoes somewhere even though the fries are just I think objectively bad <laughs> um, <laughs> that one's objective <laughs> but yeah um, but that's why you don't see in and outs all over the country. Because in order for In-N-Out to exist, there has to be an infrastructure around it because Mm -hmm. they don't ship things in from like multiple states over on a a truck. They're shipping it in from a local farm, which is why everything is consistent and everything tastes fairly Maybe,
0: uh, Maybe when they build one in Nashville, which they are working on 2024, maybe that Nashville beef will make it good.
1: That's right. That's right right there. They'll probably do a Nashville hot chicken version, too.
0: <laughs> I hope not.
1: Um, <laughs> if you live in Nashville, like it's even worse than if you go outside of Nashville. It seems like most places now have caught on with this Nashville hot chicken craze. Mm. Get Nashville hot chicken versions of everything. You can get it at KFC. Yeah, but when you live in Nashville, it's just like everywhere. It really is like, yeah. you, know, you know, you go to some random like a uh, mediterranean place and they happen to have like you know Nashville hot chicken chicken yeah to go, to go with your pita bread it's like no i'm good but yeah i digress um name me a fast food chain that char- that charges $4.80 for a double double that has freshly sourced ingredients and pays their employees $17 an hour starting out find that for me find me. I'll wait I'll wait Maybe do you life. want
0: it to also have the logo of In and Out as well? You, you can put enough qualifiers on it that you can't. So, it also has to be from L.A. or from California, uh, and they have to wear those little hats.
1: And, uh, they have to have scripture on the on the bottom of each. Yeah, row. name me another place like that. Okay, <laughs>
0: you can't. <laughs> no, I think I love everything In and Out stands for. I really do. I think that in terms of that great company.
1: Yeah. They, it's a well-run company They they pay their employees. Well, I, my cousins both worked there. For, they lived in Arizona and they are in Arizona, but, um, and yeah, as teenagers, they were making like well above minimum wage as well. So that, that's kind of cool that they, they do that. Um, and yeah, I, I would almost compare it to the hamburger of the, it's, it's like, what Chick-fil-A is to chicken sandwiches, mm-hmm. in and out sort of is for hamburgers, though their menu is much smaller. And I, it's obvious that Chick-fil-A has made billions more dollars than <laughs> In-N-Out because they've really figured out the franchise model really well. But
0: I will say I do understand where you're coming from on someone hating on your child that and In-N-Out because <laughs> at in and out some guy just randomly was like, well, I don't like Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A sucks and I was like huh. Huh. I was like what do you mean <laughs> how dare you and then I was like uh, oh, okay well I guess I get it you know like whatever people can have opinions <laughs>
1: Mr. Ramsey please yeah <laughs> it was it was Gordon Ramsey who was saying yeah Chick-fil-A sucks
0: <laughs> yeah Listen, I would smack Gordon if he said that. But (laughs) this other guy, I didn't, obviously. Uh, And it's like, okay, fine. People can have their opinions. And in talking to him, it was like he preferred a crispy chicken sandwich. That's fine. Okay. That was his only qualifier, though, for not liking Chick-fil-A. And I was like, well, it tastes amazing and the sauces are great. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's all true. I don't like it, though. It sucks. I was like, okay, you can have an opinion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. um no.
1: you're wrong but you're right <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: listen chick-fil-a is objectively the best okay
1: <laughs> there so, is
0: nothing better you like it
1: uh i don't know so here's a, a interesting hypothetical for me I, I won't throw this at you because it's obvious what you choose but the hypothetical would be if i could only choose in and out or chick-fil-a in my region what would i choose i choose in and out no, no, um, please kidding. go ahead <laughs> um, you know with all this in and out praise you would think in and out but I, I think I still would choose Chick-fil-a over in and out it's it is it has much more value overall because it just has more options mm-hmm. and they also have a culture of you know like it's, it's a great place for the children to go there's often playgrounds attached to it there's more variety there with with the um, seasonal shakes, which it's summertime. Ooh,
0: ooh, Ooh. that means peach. (gasps) Oh my my gosh, you're right. The peach shake is coming back. Let's go. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Here's the truth. uh, It's harder to replace Chick-fil-A. Like what would you replace with it? Popeye's? It's it's similar, but it's totally different, right? (laughs) At the end of the day, In-N-Out is a burger and fries, and you can get a burger and fries at a lot of places.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah okay good yeah
0: well five guys is pretty great but it costs like literally your left hand
1: <laughs> i know we went to i think we were having this argument and then we went to five guys and we're like dad gum i spent 25 dollars on this stupid meal you know it's like what the heck man? i mean they
0: do give you like a bag full of fries and peanuts and peanuts <laughs> and like the burger <laughs> is like denser than the core of the sun <laughs> um so i mean you got all of that going on for you but i it's expensive. I think it's like 15 bucks for just, just the burger.
1: Yeah, that's too expensive. And it's, yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it garners the price. I, I would maybe pay $9, but uh, that's just not worth it.
0: No, I, I won't. I, I won't go to Five Guys for that reason too uh, Too much.
1: I'm sure you've noticed too, Connor, like uh, there's been Whataburgers popping up everywhere in Nashville now, which is kind of cool. Cause I grew up going to Whataburger in Florida all the time when I was younger. And, uh, what? Whataburger's uh, yeah. in Florida? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm from Florida. I didn't know that.
1: That's the only place I ever had it was in like Destin and uh Fort Lauderdale and I stuff. guess
0: it wasn't in St. Petersburg.
1: But yeah, the, uh, for some reason Whataburger I think has a similar kind of cult following but mm-hmm. um it's okay. We went and it, that one certainly is okay. Uh yeah. I, okay. I definitely don't and that was expensive and the line was through the roof it, it took us like an hour to get our food i was just like this is stupid I, I, yeah. not get
0: not worth I, it. I don't know if it was just the one i got but i just got their regular whataburger burger and it had like i think an entire onion chopped up like coarsely chopped that, yeah. on the top and i was like wow this doesn't i hope this isn't intentional <laughs> um not my not my favorite either
1: You know what is my favorite? This episode. I think this is the best episode we've ever (laughs) seen. The one where we talk about
0: fast food for like
1: half an hour, maybe (laughs) more. It's something we can all get behind, right? So if you agree or disagree with us on any of these things, please let us know in the comments. Here we go.
0: If you're still listening to this right now, okay, here's the deal. Go over to youtube.com at golden hour podcast. I think that's our link, right? Uh, If it's not GHP. Go find us. Okay. Pod. I know how this works and, and leave a comment in and out or Chick-fil-A. That's it. Just say th- no, no explain, no explanation, just <laughs> in and out Chick-fil-A. If you're still listening. Perfect. Uh, Cause I want to know and I want to see more Chick-fil-A's. I expect that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right and sorry for all of those those of you who live in other countries that unfortunately don't get to um i want to hear your answer anyways yeah just take a pick take your pick yeah. and whenever you're, in, whenever you're in america make sure to go visit one of these two places yeah and be forewarned that the In-N-Out fries are garbage. <laughs> yeah, just get the burger. <laughs> get the waffle fries at Chick-fil-A.
0: <laughs> there you go, and then go get an In-N-Out burger. Now you're thinking.
1: That's right. No. All right. Well, Connie boy, that was a pleasure um, talking to you. It's been it's been too long. It's been a couple days since uh, I saw you in Vegas. But um, In-N-Out or no NAB? It was. What was this podcast about? <laughs> <laughs> I think the majority of it was about in and out, but
0: Yeah, I think so.